Welcome, everybody, to Extra the Podcast. I'm Melvin Robert. We hope that everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We've got so much great stuff coming at you today. First up, Golden Bachelor Gary Turner has pulled at America's hard strings this season. And this week, it's all coming to a dramatic conclusion. Extra catches up with host Jesse Palmer, who shares why this season might have been the most emotional goodbye ever. Then, Eddie Murphy and Tracy Ellis Ross are teaming up for their new comedy Candy Cane Lane, and they recall their first time meeting each other many, many years ago. Plus, the drama is at an all-time high on 90 Day Fiance, and Extra is talking to Gino and Jasmine about that lip gloss that Jasmine found in Gino's car. But first, Adam Sandler takes on the role of a 74-year-old pet lizard in the new animated adventure, Leo. The movie was a family affair for the Sandler clan. His two daughters lend their voices for the movie as well. The funny man talks to extras Megan Wright about what it was like working with his girls. I'm so excited to be sitting and chatting with you. More excited, Megan. Leo yes. loves the movie. What Thank is it you. like to be working with your family so much now? I've yeah. noticed that this is happening a lot. This, it's almost too, no, this is uh, something we started maybe three, four years ago. They were little kids then. They're not anymore, but they they were doing they've been doing the voices in this movie for a long time and I love it. I'm proud of it. Yeah. So I you know, just as somebody who's watched a lot of your work, when you are getting ready to decide what the voice is going to be for a character, <laughs> yes. what is that process like for you? Do you? Are you in the mirror like testing them out one by one? Wow. Or? Yeah, not I mean I wish I had a massive repertoire of voices. <laughs> I only got a few, but um, this is somebody, this voice, I, uh, me and my friend uh, Smigel, and a few of us uh, Farley used to do it, and a few of us at Saturday Night Live. Uh, he, Bernie Brillstein used to represent all of us, and he was a big dude, smart as hell, funny as hell, and kind of sounded like that, so we thought it made sense for this guy. Yeah, I love it. Now, have you ever dealt with a class pet situation, either yourself or with your kids, and how did that go? That's a good question. Uh, I tend to walk past it and kind of look and not touch. Uh, I had a snake growing up. Okay. Had nothing to do with being a class pet. It was my snake. By the way, we lived in, a, in New York in an apartment building, and there was one morning we couldn't find the snake, and my uh, we had to tell the entire apartment building just if you see a snake, uh, and and everyone's like, there's a snake on the loose, and everyone was nervous to sit on a toilet that they it got in the pipes and was going to come up out of their toilet, but we found Ralph. It took a day. <laughs> Not Ralph the snake. Ralph the, the so, snake. So yeah. snakes you're good with rats. Yeah. Uh, well, Being a New Yorker, I just moved from New York. Oh, so, yeah. oh, yeah, it's good to get away from the rats. You don't yeah. need that. I, I remember seeing a couple of rats in my house like 20 years ago when my wife and her friend were standing very, very high on a table to get away from this <laughs> these insanely big rats. Yeah. So where did the concept for uh, this, for Leo, come from? This was like a, I always wanted to do a movie that's, like Greece for elementary school kids that they it was their last year in elementary school and they were all saying oh no we're not going to see each other anymore and we got to move on to our real life in middle school and and then Robert Smigel had the idea of uh, uh, seeing seeing that through the eyes of a class pet yeah, I love so that. that was exciting. 
I feel like a lot of times when we see movies and when they're cartoons, you immediately think, okay, this is a kid's movie. Yeah. But there are adult themes, like an underlying sure. things that you can take away. So what yes. is something that you want people to take away from oh, watching this? Oh, man, we just wanted to make it a warm, you know, memories of when you were young or for kids who are actually going through it and show what it's like to be a kid and show what it's like to be a parent and make mistakes and not say the right thing and... And just, it's basically, uh, the movie's about um, just being a good listener and letting your kids say what they have to say. Yeah. Now, I have to ask, are you aware of how much social media loves your street style and loves you playing basketball? Oh, yeah, I, I get, I, people have mentioned it, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I, I, uh, I know when I'm, I'm playing basketball out there, there's usually a kid or two filming it, so that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of pressure. I know, but we love it, we love it. Thank you. I, I, you know, growing up when I was younger and you would see the happy mess and the golf yeah. ball, yeah, yeah. you just knew. You're like, this is about to be a fantastic movie. That's cool. Now, is there any classic movies that you have done yeah. that you would be okay with them remaking it today? Oh, wow. Never even thought about that. And with me not in it, having some other person play it? Yeah. Oh man, that would be exciting. I, I have no idea. I, nothing, nothing would. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that will ever happen, but that, that would be fun to see somebody do it and do it better. I, of course it will. But you yeah. know, people always want. And my other thought was always like, I want to have a job growing up where I can always work with my friends because I didn't really understand production and, and things like that. Right. And it always seems like every time you do films, yeah. you have like you have your people around. How amazing yeah. is it to be working with people you love? I love it. Feel very fortunate to do that. I, I work with friends who, and they all work hard. And um, it's been been my career. I got to do that, and I wouldn't. It's probably the best part of my career. Yeah. Amazing. Now, holiday season is upon us. What's it happens in the Sandler house for the holidays? Kids are older. Did yes. somebody come back? Or? Yes. No. Yeah. Uh, this is. Uh, gonna be nice uh, Leo the premiere is uh, I think Sunday it'll be good to be with everybody we got a bunch of little kids around now too they um, my kids little cousins are like you know two four five six that kind of thing so we'll have the kids around yeah awesome when I was I'm um, chatting with Robert he had such amazing things to say yeah. about your girls oh, and yeah, just yeah, yeah. how he's been able to watch them like in their career uh, yeah. and how amazing and how like talented they are when you look at them what are are you shocked that they are in the business with you or were you all, always knew that okay this is what they're gonna do Jeez. yeah well robert's kids are great in the movie too yeah. and uh but uh, my my kids they grew up hanging out on sets going uh talking movies being in movies uh liking I mean, they they have watched so many movies in their life, and um, since since they're young, they talked about this is kind of what they want to do, and who knows if that stays. But right now, this is their passion, and we have lots of fun uh, with the four of us talking talking shop. Great! It was amazing to to meet you and to chat with Me you. Too. You can catch Leo out now on Netflix. Well, nobody has touched America's hearts quite like golden bachelor Gary Turner, right? As his journey reaches its end this week, Extra talks to host Jesse Palmer about why the finale likely includes the show's most emotional goodbye ever. 
Plus, Dad to be Jesse shares how he's preparing to become a first-time father. So I need you to catch me up to speed on the Golden Bachelor. What's going on now? Well, it's been quite a ride. It's been an emotional roller coaster for sure. And we're sort of at the point now in Costa Rica where Gary's in love with two women, Leslie and Teresa. Um, but of course, there can only be one in the end. Um, there's going to be a goodbye coming up that is very heartbreaking. It's very emotional. I think it's going to be the most emotional goodbye I think anyone in Bachelor Nation has ever seen on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. Throughout this whole journey, I think Gary's really struggled with these types of moments and these goodbyes, mm -hmm. but never like this. Um, but of course, on the other side of that is happiness, and Gary and these women came on this journey hoping to find... Um, the person that they could spend the rest of their golden years with. And I think Gary found that. So I'm really excited for people to tune in to the two-hour live finale and, uh, and see how this all unfolds. Definitely. We are rooting for him. I mean, my sister texted me because um, obviously I told her to watch it, and she was like, I was crying in the first five minutes. I was like, I was crying in the first five <laughs> minutes watching this. Like, I think that's a bachelor record, bachelor history. Um, what do you think that, I guess, what would you say the reception has been so far to Gary and this journey? I think it's been great. I, and I think it's all to do with Gary and this group of women. Yeah. I mean, they're so compelling. That, that's what I think. Mm -hmm. I, I think they all have very unique stories um, that are heartwarming. Mm -hmm. um, and they have life experience. And, and they've lived and they've loved and they've lost. Yeah. Um, and most of them have children. Some of them have grandchildren. And they're all hoping to find that person that they can spend the rest of their, their, uh, their years with. I think that the most powerful message throughout this whole thing has been that you can find love at any time. And I know there's a lot of people that get to a certain age and sometimes they give up. But I think this, this show is, and these women and Gary have proven that if you're able to take that step, take that leap and, uh, and be vulnerable, that, that you can find love at any given time. And I think because of that, Gary and these women, it's easy to root for them. Definitely. Sorry. The, I told you, I spoke too soon. My eyes are already. So don't mind me if you see me tearing up a little bit. Um, these, each row ceremony has been difficult for him because yeah. of that very reason. I feel like all the women have been gracious. All the women are just incredible. Yeah. Um, but the women of The View say he cries a little too much. He gets a little too emotional, and they think it's not attractive. What do you think? I think he's authentic. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing. I think that really is who, who Gary is. Mm -hmm. I think what you get on television is, is what you see, and that, that's, that's what he's all about. He's a very mature person, but he's also mm -hmm. very emotionally mature. I think he's able to tap into his own emotions, and he's so good at, it. I think, expressing how he feels, and he shows you how he feels. That's just who he is. He's had tremendous intention throughout this entire process, as the women have as well. I think that's why it's been so hard for him. I was surprised yeah. on night one at the very first rose ceremony, he was getting emotional saying goodbye to women that he only knew for a couple hours. <laughs> but that's just really who Gary is and what he's about. And I think that's what helps. I think that's what makes people, I think, resonate um, with him so much. Definitely. Yeah, you could tell this is tearing him apart, but he also is down to two women yeah. and finding that one. Um, has he come to you for advice? It's interesting. You know, we, we talk a lot about it, mm -hmm. and we talk a lot about the experience. Um, but I think Gary ultimately knows that this is, this is his experience and his own journey. Mm -hmm. um, there's very few things that I, as a host, can say to a man who's 72 years old <laughs> about life and about love. Yeah. 
he's experienced more than uh, leaps and bounds more than I've, I've known up to this point, certainly. Um, but I think my experience, having been the bachelor, can at times come in handy to help him understand and 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 um, you relate a little bit to what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in awe of Gary this entire time. It's really been an honor being alongside him. I find myself on the edge of my seat every time we talk on and off camera because he has so much wisdom to share. Um, and so it's been really, that's been a very unique aspect of this for me. Definitely. Do you think he made any mistakes along the way? Because there's no blueprint, right? He's the first Golden Bachelor. Good point. Uh, there really is no playbook for yeah. this whole thing. It, it's historic. Uh, so many of us had no idea what to expect coming into this thing. I remember on the very first night uh, wondering if they were going to take naps throughout the course of the night because that first rose ceremony, you know, it starts at 7, it ends at 8 in the morning. It's the longest night in television. I would. Um, and, I'd take a nap. And, and all, I would, too. I wanted to. All along, it was, you know, we, we've been kind of learning as we go. I think Gary, though, has been really good about being authentic and being his true self. He's done, thing, uh, he's done things his way, uh, which I really respect. Who do you think he's going to go for? Can you give me a guess? Uh, he's torn, and, and it's hard mm-hmm. to say. Um, oftentimes, as, as a host, sometimes throughout the journey, I sort of think I have it figured out based on everything that's happened and based on my conversations um, with Gary. But uh, I have to say, I, I went into Costa Rica. Mm-hmm without a clue, without a lean on who it would be. There was a moment where I thought I knew it, and then that, that changed. Um, and, and I was in a position where I literally wasn't sure which way he was going to go. What I can say is, and I don't want to speak on behalf of Gary, but I know Gary's very, very happy. I feel like he's found his person, so I'm, I'm excited for people to see who that is. Oh my gosh, what a tease that was. What a tease. Um, do you think we're going to see a Golden Bachelorette? I hope so. Oh. You're out the God's ears. I really yes. do. I think there's so many women on this season mm-hmm. that would be phenomenal and that are very, very deserving of that. So like everybody, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to find out that news. Listen, I mean, those group of women and Gary have shown that it's so interesting to see people get a second chance at love and yeah. we love it and people from all different age backgrounds can embrace that and love that as well. So yes, we're putting it out there. Golden Bachelor. <laughs> manifest the Golden Bachelor yes. to happen, please. Thank you. Um, Bachelor in Paradise. Tell me. Oh yeah. Tell me what's what to expect. Catch me up on that one too. Yeah. Well, that's like herding cats. That's a lot different than, <laughs> than what we're seeing with Gary and, and the yeah. Golden Bachelor. Yeah. It's been a wild ride down on the beach so far. We've had a lot of Bachelor Nation's favorites from past seasons. Um, it's always so funny to me at the beginning because the cast show up. They think they have it all figured out. Yes. They know who they're going to end up with. And Paradise always has a funny way of turning everything on top of its head. Um, there are some relationships that have formed that are in the process of forming, and couples that'll be there in the end that I don't. Think a lot of people ever expected. Uh, there's more familiar faces. There've been a ton already to show up on the beach. There's more to come. Uh, we also have a wedding uh, and a big full circle moment for uh, for two people that I think is going to bring a smile to a lot of people's faces. I can't say who it is, but it's going. It's a very, very, it's a very cool thing. So uh, a lot still to go. There's, you know, time is running out on the beach. Yep. But as we've seen before, uh, a lot can happen in a very short amount of time. You are really good at keeping secrets. I love that. I was going to ask you what we could expect in the finale, but you kind of gave yeah, it to sorry. us. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That was a twofer. Yes, thank you. Okay, you buried the lead. You're about to be a dad. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks so much. And a girl dad at that. 
so happy about that. Oh really? my gosh. Because we don't, have, we don't have any uh, girls in my family. So I have two brothers. I have four nephews. She's going to be a prince. She already is a princess, but she has this all <laughs> wrapped around her finger. And I know my wife family is going to be an amazing mom, so I can't wait. It's literally weeks away. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Congratulations. Thanks. We ready? We got everything no, going? Okay. No. <laughs> That's I'm the right reading, answer. I'm reading all the books. I, I'm, I'm reading a book right now on nurturing baby. I've watched videos on swaddling. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the techniques. Uh, changing diapers Um, and yet the advice everybody tells me is just throw all that out the window because you're just gonna (laughs) you're just gonna figure it out when it happens so I I can't wait to to find out so many exciting things on the horizon also we talked about obviously the Golden Bachelor but what have you noticed are the differences between the Golden Bachelor and the Bachelor aside from the obvious of course yeah I, I think it's the confidence of the women that's my number one thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. Having been The Bachelor myself in my 20s, I remember standing outside the mansion on the first night, and it just felt so daunting because what am I doing? There's all these cameras. This is so crazy. These limos are pulling up. And it's like your brain falls out <laughs> when you're up there. You forget your name, what you're going to say. I remember being in awe of these women as they were stepping out of the limo. They just owned it. They know who they are. They, they've, they have experience. Um, and it's uncompromising. And, and they just, they met Gary, they walked right into that mansion, and I think it was that moment where I thought, we got something, this is gonna be, this is gonna be special. And it's because of the women. Yes, right from the first person to walk in. Yeah. We saw the woman come out in the cane, we saw. <laughs> it was Leslie, that's right. Was it, was it Teresa who was like, I'm wearing my birthday opening. suit. Yes. <laughs> Teresa in her birthday suit, Faith rolled in on a motorcycle, she played music that night, like yeah. everybody was just, was incredible. Yes. On that opening night, you're right. They did not come to play at no, all. No, they did not. <laughs> okay, so the women, again, we just said, they did not come to play. If there were going to be a Golden Bachelorette, who would it be? I think there are so many good candidates, um, so many deserving, um, and it's it's Faith, Susan, Ellen, Sandra, Nancy. I mean, there's so many. Easily, Kathy. just yeah. Name no, no. Five. I mean, like, and literally, yeah. you could make a, a very, very uh, good argument for all of them. I really hope there is going to be one. Um, Are you in the boardroom when that happens? <laughs> Do you throw out the names as well? <laughs> that is so far out of my pay grade. I, I'm not allowed to that meeting <laughs> yeah. at all. But um, but I, I know no matter who they it, who they choose, if this ends up happening, yes. I'm sure it's going to be a great choice. You're like allegedly. I'm not confirming <laughs> anything. I want to make sure people know this is not my decision. Dead. It doesn't come down to me. The finale of The Golden Bachelor airs Thursday night on ABC. Now to this. The holidays are here, and so are Eddie Murphy and Tracy Ellis Ross, who star as husband and wife in the new comedy Candy Cane Lane. The hilarious duo opens up to extras Mona Kosar Abdi about the first time that they met and who made who laugh more on the set of their new flick. I have to start with... I thought you guys have been married for the last 25 years and you said the same thing because the way you guys blended so well, how far do you guys go back? We met on set. We go back no. to the start date of this movie. Exactly. Day no. one. Day I one. Like, they're old friends. You guys just mixed matched so well. That is hilarious. No, we met uh, my first day of shooting. I think you had already had a day before me. I'm not sure. Everybody keeps saying, I have to find something else for us to do because everyone keeps saying that. We have good chemistry. We do, everybody, but everybody keeps, I thought that, but everybody's saying it and I'm like, okay. 
we'll find something else. We did have fun. I had a ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a ball, except for when we were shooting at night. But yeah, we had a really good time. It was it was quick. We had never met before, which was kind of crazy. Which is crazy because I'm like, how have your paths not crossed? I mean, well, you guys I don't leave my house. So <laughs> <laughs> I crossed her path when she was just a child. A mere child. He says like he's so much older than me, Mona. He's only 10 years but old. I was like 25 and she was a child. She was, you know. So I was 15. That is 15, a child. 14, yes. 15, 15. And then I was at a party at her mother's and I saw the children over there playing. So yeah. I have crossed her path. With <laughs> he crossed my path when I was a wee tot, when, when I was a 15 year old teenager. And then we circled back around. Now, Crazy better than me, I would have been like, I don't know. I was only born 22 years ago, so I don't know. No, I'm very proud to say that I'm 51. Very exciting to me. Yeah, because she, she look amazing. Well, <laughs> thank you. But I, I think, I don't know, I love getting older. I think it's pretty great. Because okay. you look amazing. That's, if you didn't look amazing, you wouldn't be sitting there saying You, think, you don't think so? If you were like this, you'd be like, change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with that one. Are you guys big Christmas people? Uh, I think we're both big Christmas people in different ways. Okay. We go all the way out over the top big Christmas every year. So you're Candy Cane Lane. Big, big, big story. I'm beyond Candy Cane Lane. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, Are you yeah. Competitive with the neighbors? No, not competitive with the neighbors, but my house is a. Uh, it's pretty. It, it's gone pretty crazy. Oh my gosh! So who made like who a big, laugh a more? big, big Christmas? I love it. Who made who laugh more on the set? Because between you two, I'm like. I think he definitely made me laugh more, for sure. Oh. But also keep in mind. Okay, so we've got Eddie Murphy, DC Youngfly, Chris yeah. Red. Um, uh, Robin Thede, Nick Offerman. Uh, I mean, it was it was a laugh fest. A f- oh, it was laughing going on. It was a f- festival of laughing. Oh it was God. actually too much laughter. No, was it? Yeah, think about the scene when we were talking to the uh, to the little <laughs> the figurines, and we had them in our ear, and they were off camera, and they would and they wouldn't stop telling jokes. It wouldn't stop. It kept going. It was like, hey, shit, enough joke. <laughs> no, no <laughs> more t- funny. You had to take it out your ear, so it was like it's it's constant jokes are coming constant. <laughs> oh my god! I could in there, Chris Reddy, blah, blah, blah. It was always going. Ah, uh, it was. It was. But that turned out great because they're always trying to make it better and come up with stuff and just, you know, on the set, you had to take, I had to take. It was actually really interesting because we were shooting so much of it with special effects. So we were shooting some of that stuff. I mean, you know, we were talking to teeny little, they were smaller than this. We were talking to little figurines like this. Did you, you know, interesting. I thought I couldn't, I hated it. I was like, it was weird. Yeah. Cause they were in my ear. We were, but we were looking at these you're little things. You're looking at these little things, you're looking, but you're hearing and them. And then you're, your you have to pretend they're walking. You have to <laughs> follow them and it's not happening. It was like, it was too, it was a lot. Oh, look. It's a nutcracker, isn't it? Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm sorry about that. No, it's taking you back. I was wondering, that was one of my big questions was I was wondering how you guys made it all work. So thank you for spilling the secrets. Um, this nutcracker, did you ever see a trilogy of terror with Sarah, Karen Black? No, Wait no. Before your time. No, it was listen, a little man Mona. that came to life and he had a spear and he was chasing around the apartment. Oh, I did going, see that. Remember that? I, d- I have seen yeah, that. Yeah. Didn't they look a little bit like that? I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> And that's that's the next Karen movie Black was too. possessed by, that, by and she was hey, on the floor. She was standing. That's our floor. movie. We're gonna then, remake that movie. Yeah. Trilogy of Terror. <laughs> yes. Well, who's gonna play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Okay, well, we, Mona, you were here. You you were here to witness it. Listen, I that's going to be the sequel. <laughs> that's going to be the sequel. Can't wait to talk to you guys for that next press junket because um, I can't. <laughs> I can't handle five minutes on set with you guys. You're too funny. Thank you so much for your time. I hope you guys have wonderful holidays, Eddie. Make it big, 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 big. I love it. (laughs) Take care. Bye, Mona. Candy Cane Lane is out this Friday on Prime Video. Look, the drama is at an all-time high this season on 90 Day Fiancé. And extras Mona Kosar Abdi catches up with couple Gino and Jasmine to talk about what's on everyone's mind. That lip gloss that Jasmine found in Gino's car. (laughs) Take a listen. So first of all, um, it's a pleasure meeting you both. And I'm excited to talk to you guys. Gino, can you blink twice for me if you are okay? After the last episode, I was like, uh (laughs) uh-oh. All right, let me blink. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay and i blink once <laughs> yes okay help is on the way um i was a little concerned because it's like it's up and down with you guys it feels like something mm-hmm. happens and then boom we are back to square one can you tell me what is the status of your relationship right now hi so far what what you have seen uh in the show right uh there has been some lies some secrets you know and that's why we are having like a big time communicating because both of us like you know being not honest to each other and that's causing a lot of friction a lot of tension and on top of everything add the stress of you know for Gino living with a person after years and years living by himself and same on my part this is my first time ever moving to a whole new country my first time in the United States ever so there's a lot of tension uh and this is how it is going what would you say that's been the story of our life so far um i don't know i uh i mean i would probably just say keep watching the show and you know uh you'll find out the status you know as we go um whose lip gloss was that i think that's a million dollar question we all want to know i want to clarify the following you know It was not planned by any producer. I know my producer. Thank you. And I talked to her and I was like, you know, and she was as in shock as it was. I am crazy, but not even in my craziest moment, I will plant a lip gloss. It was a genuine reaction. Two things I can tell you. Number one, the lip gloss was fresh. It was not expired because I checked even the laboratory who made a freaking lip gloss. And number two, it could have never been my lip gloss. That's number one, a color that I don't usually wear. And number two, it was not vegan and cruelty free. And girl, I'm a vegan person. I take it seriously. And I only wear makeup that is vegan and cruelty free. So there is no way on earth it was mine. Uh-oh, do you know I mean, the options? I, I can respond too if you don't mind, but yeah, I want to I want to get your reaction. I've had my vehicle for six and a half years, and I have had co-workers in my car that we would go to lunch. I've had I've drove my sister and her boyfriend to Thanksgiving dinners. Um 
And I've also been on dates before I met Jasmine with that car. Um, So it could be, you know, and, and I don't clean under my passenger seat. I can tell you that's a fact. I do not clean under my passenger seat. Um, so it could have been there. I, I don't know how long and who dropped it down there. It could have been any of those folks that dropped it. So I, I have no idea how that lip gloss got there. I think it is either, I believe it's either from someone I've dated in the past or possibly my sister or one of my coworkers. Objection. I do never claim I get it. I give him credit, you know, for preparing this answer. Well done. Because, yes, I believe him that he hasn't cleaned his passenger seat in seven years. That is totally Gino because, trust me, the things that I have found in this house, you don't even want to know. But that lip gloss is no way on earth older it's not older than a year it's not and i did research and i have receipts and i have dates from where that lip gloss was created and put Uh, into the market i want to see this evidence first of all that she has i she talks about it but i want to see it in writing um but uh okay so that that narrows it down to my co-workers or possibly my sister um, who I've driven. Okay. The and they are um, just on because the I can tell you for a fact that. that I did not date, I did not have any female in my car while I, from the time I spoke to Jasmine the very first day mm-hmm. uh, in March of 2020, I did not have um, any girl in my car uh, or any date, any kind of date or any female in my car, you know, at all. Unless the FBI performs an investigation (laughs) with research, you know, scientific research and tells me that, I don't buy it. But you have to keep watching and trust me, we will get to the truth who the lip gloss belongs to. And for people saying yeah, I can't to Gino, I can't yeah, it belongs to Gino, okay? Because there were some people no, that made not me. Okay, that's not a possible theory. So that, you know, is eliminated, but... That's the only thing that we can agree on. It doesn't belong to Gino and the mystery of who that lip gloss, who the owner of the lip gloss is still remains. But I think you're better than the FBI, Jasmine. I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) They should contact me. That's for sure. I think so. I think so. Yeah, Um, I want them to. Sorry. No, no worries. I was wondering. So how has the adjustment been? I mean, Panama could not be any more different than Michigan, weather-wise, just how it looks. How has the adjustment been for you, Jasmine? Terrible. Bad. Bad. It has been like, I have had lows that, go very very low uh it has been like an emotional roller coaster for me i knew that it was going to be challenging and i was mentally preparing myself so for people saying like oh how you move to a place that you're not familiar with the weather and all that i did it but there's no research on earth that can physically mentally emotionally and spiritually prepare you for weather like michigan I can tell you, Michigan is trying to annihilate, to kill everyone in this state. Because as I said before, I do believe people didn't 
wanted people, God didn't want people to live in here. They insisted, and now we're paying the consequences. Uh, well, she didn't Has tell you. Have you experienced about, lake effect she, snow yet? That's the question. <laughs> she didn't tell you about how great a Michigan summer was because a Michigan summer is the best summer in the world. And All 100 days. Experience a Michigan <laughs> summer when it stays light out until 10 o'clock at night. Uh, and you have a super long days and beautiful weather. Jasmine, what do you think of a Michigan summer? I don't know. I have not experienced it. I have to see it, to believe it. But so far, the sun in Michigan is as fake as my boobs. Because I get so excited in the morning when I see oh and I go outside and I immediately run inside the house for my life because the sun doesn't warm. It is fake. It just lights out, but it's like, it doesn't matter if it is sunny, it's still cold, I don't get it. So this adjustment has been very difficult. What I have to give credit to Michigan for is its people. And I'm very surprised because in Panama, it's a cosmopolitan city. People are always in a rush and sometimes they come across as, as rude, you know. But here in Michigan, People are always like in a slow motion. They are relaxed. Like now I understand, but you know, has his personality and gets so impatient. It's because in here, everything is like no rush. Hello, people want to talk to you, you know, while doing grocery shopping and all that. Mm-hmm. And I like it. And I, I really like people. They're very nice. They're very kind. So thumbs up for that. And the weather, mm, not that much. Uh, speak. So I know it's cold over there, but I'm going to put you in the hot seat, Jasmine, because you were very upset about the lip gloss situation. You were you were not happy with the lip gloss situation. But there is a secret that you also have from Gino that I don't think he's going to be too happy about either. I won't go there. But I think that you're being a little hypocritical. No. <laughs> Listen, this is the thing. I take accountability for all the things that I do. And I don't try to like, I I try to set up the same rules for both of us. It applies for both of us. And I do accept that I have had, you know, still communication with my ex who is just my friend. But this is the thing. It's just a genuine friendship. There are no romantic feelings involved. Actually, if there were, of I had like 0.1% suspicious that mm. there are some sort of feelings that are other than so, I wouldn't have any kind of communication. So why do, why do you call him baby on your video calls? Yeah. The video calls, yeah. And why do you call him baby? Why are you like meeting him behind my back? Uh, that kind of stuff, you know, not good. But I've been always honest and I have always told, you know, like, he's my friend. I just see him as a friend. I don't like him. Not in that way. Honestly, I couldn't care less. Like, he is insignificant in my life. When it comes to compare him to Gino, there is no comparison because you are the person that I love. I will not never move uh, for love because of him or do anything. You understand? And he he's also in a relationship. He's not a single person either. And he is a person with a strong values and morals. He will never do that to the person he's dating. So how do you explain the Valentine's dinner? This Valentine's dinner that you went on with Dane, why did you do that? No. <laughs> oh, you got receipts of his own, girl. 
always <laughs> does the same. He is the victim, poor Gino, the baby, an angel. Take accountability for your shit. What was in a dinner where then you were touching woman asses and having poop on your ass one centimeter distance from your face? So That's don't give me that. You're, yes, you're I saw in the preview, and I I haven't even. Is that oh, the first time you saw it? Because I mean, I only saw the preview too. I mean, I think, I think we all only saw the preview, so we got to wait a yeah. week. You haven't seen. I, I just saw the preview, but what is coming? I didn't. If you I think you have be... seen me crazy and mad, <laughs> you haven't seen anything. <laughs> No, that's why I was like, blink twice if you're okay, because if you were that mad about a lip gloss, no, I don't even... It's an old version of Gina. Just <laughs> you know what happened to the Gina. Yeah, you can imagine how the bachelor party is going to go. Nugget, nugget. Um, that's all I can say. Like, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Yeah, and then, let's see if I blink twice after that. Yeah. We're going to have to check back in on you because I'm not going to lie. That was some incriminating evidence that we saw in a two second clip. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. Thank you guys so much. I uh, wish you guys all the best. Cannot wait till next week. And then again, yeah. welfare check on you, Gino. Because yeah. <laughs> Blink twice if you can. Blink twice if you can. <laughs> I don't even know if you will be able to, but don't worry. We will do the welfare check. 90 Day Fiance airs Sundays on TLC. And that's all we've got for you today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Extra the Podcast. Be sure to listen and follow on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next time.